The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy and that you are having a fantastic weekend today is saturday march 12th 2022 uh we normally don't jump on or have any kind of live streams or really um anything like this on the weekend but it is the weekend directly preceding free agency in the nfl the new league year is upon us uh monday march 14th begins the legal tampering window in the nfl and wednesday march 16th is when the new league year officially begins and uh pens can hit dotted lines etc etc and so in the lead up to the new league year we have seen uh, a handful of nfl teams make some moves again things that cannot technically become official until the new league year happens uh the dallas cowboys on friday had a little bit of a purge releasing some players kicker greg zerline among them and on saturday they finally did it uh the dallas cowboys traded wide receiver amari cooper to the cleveland browns it is an emergency uh miniature blog of the boys roundtable so we uh gathered up some analysts uh to discuss the trade the fallout what we think is going to happen next so uh my name is rjo cho and i'm joined today uh going in clockwise order by aiden davis you see him and you hear him at blog of the boys blog Bloggingtheboys.com, the Blog on the Boys podcast universe. This is the case for all of our panelists. Uh, down the bottom right corner is Dan Rogers. Bottom left corner is Tony Catalina, who is a fan of the Boston Red Sox for who knows what reason. But baseball is back, and that really is truly uh, what is important. Uh, but so, Dan, I'll start with you. The Dallas Cowboys sending Amari Cooper and their 2022 sixth-round pick, which is their pick this year, in exchange for a fifth-round pick for the Browns. That's the true prize, um, so to speak, and Cleveland's sixth-round pick. So they're swapping sixth-round picks with the Browns. They're netting the fifth-round pick. They're giving up Amari Cooper. Uh, but notably, the Cleveland Browns are absorbing all of Amari's contract, which does clear $16 million in salary cap space for the Cowboys immediately. Yeah, it does. And, you know, if that's what the Cowboys – were wanting to do, then then they did just that. Um, I think all of us were hoping if Cooper, you know, was to be traded, that we would get a little bit more back in compensation. And I was very surprised to see that that wasn't the case. It was basically for nothing. I mean, not to say that you know fifth round draft picks are nothing, but for the Cowboys, they have been in recent years. And so it's just, I don't know. It's it's a next to nothing move as far as trading. So I don't know for any, any of us who are that really value what Cooper brings to this team. This is a very sad day, uh, you know, and it's can't be happy about it. So I, I guess I'm just uh, a little bit depressed about this whole thing. 
Aiden Amari wound up playing in 56 games for the Cowboys, helped them win two division titles, a playoff game in that first season that he was a part of the team in 2018. Um, this era, it's a small era, but still an era nonetheless, has really been defined by him and what he's been able to do in the passing game. Certainly, we've seen Dak Prescott's evolution happen almost directly as a result of Amari's arrival. Um, so, so with Amari goes a, an important chapter in Dallas Cowboys history, to Dan's point about it being a sad day. Um, are, are you only sad are, are you also frustrated are, are those the same emotions for you or are you at all relieved about having this salary cap space where are you at no i'm i'm not relieved whatsoever i will say the only emotion i'm feeling other than just rage and anger is somewhat curiosity i wrote about this on blogging the boys with cooper leaving we are going to get to see what a Cooper-less offense means for Dak. Obviously, we saw 2018 and half 2017 where it didn't look pristine. Now that Cooper's leaving, I guess we get to see what Dak can do without Cooper. But why put Dak into that situation? That's my thing. Like, sure, I'm interested in seeing how it plays out. But why would you put Dak in that situation? There's no reason for it. Yeah, Tony, um, again, I mean it's it's not worth saying we climbed the mountain if you purposefully you know jumped off of it just to get to the bottom to say you climbed it but that's kind of what the cowboys are doing now they do have cd lamb and there are a lot of rumors and reports that they're going to ultimately bring back michael gallup uh you know and sign him to a long-term deal they did place the franchise tag on dalton schultz so seemingly there won't be a ton of loss uh on offense as far as you know uh skill positions are concerned but but You've lost arguably the best skill position player for the Cowboys in Amari Cooper. And what's more is you, you got peanuts for him, as Dan mentioned. And again, the Browns are taking the entire contract. That was the true total motivation uh, from the Joneses. We've heard that several times. There's only so much pie. You have to have enough slices to give it to everybody. Um, do you consider that a win, Tony, in that the Cowboys have now alleviated $16 million in salary cap space at the moment? And uh, again, we're streaming this live just before 2 p.m. Central Time on Saturday, March 12th. At the moment, over the cap has the Cowboys just under $20 million uh, with salary cap space. You know, ultimately that's why you trade a, a true number one wide receiver, Amari Cooper and only net, you know, a fifth round pick out of it essentially is the, the, the obligation to take on the contract. Now, if this was, we had to eat some of it or the Cowboys had to, you know, keep some of that on the books. It's, it's highway robbery at that point. I don't love the trade as it is, but you're going to sit here and tell us the, the number one motivation that what the Cowboys wanted to do is to free up $16 million in cap space to do whatever they, so to speak. And hopefully there is some plans to, to divvy up that pie, so to speak, in a way to improve this team, because on the surface level, looking at the way this team is built right now, they just got worse for the sake of money. So hopefully they can find a way to, uh, to make me feel a little better about it, honestly. Dan, in that sense, there is this, this sort of if proposition hanging over the Cowboys. If they, let's make up names if they sign Bobby Wagner if they sign Von Miller if, if they do these these other sort of things then then maybe there is this kind of okay you know you, you know we, we didn't love that move but but at least you went down a path you're you're in this moment where we feel like you have this roster that you just you know weakened uh by training Amari Cooper but if they don't do that Dan if if all this was done to keep around the likes of Michael Gallup and Dalton Schultz and you know, if Randy Gregory walks and they pay Dorrance Armstrong, whatever the case may be, if it's just for that, then then does that cement this as a failure of an overall move? No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, a lot, a lot of people are they have high expectations for the Cowboys to uh, go out and make moves in free agency, and and, and I don't know why we do because we we know that's not going to happen. Um, but to, for me, like players like Michael Gallup and Dalton Schultz were not 
guys I was expecting to return. So in a way, the Cowboys are making moves. They're, they're making moves in the sense of they're keeping their own. And, you know, it, maybe they're just wanting, I know it sounds kind of silly, but maybe they're, they are wanting to kind of spread the, the pie around a little more so where they can have, you know, more more weapons, more options, just great, greater overall depth. If there's anything from this uh, freed up space from this deal that I can appreciate, it's the Cowboys being able to use that money to secure the player like the Dorrance Armstrongs. And, and who knows what they're going to do with with uh, Randy Gregory or, you know, J. Ron Curse. You know, we'd love to see him come back. So I think those are still positives because to me, those were not players I was not that I was expecting not to be a part of this team going forward. And the Cowboys going to have to just keep building to the draft. So, I mean, and, and, and what Aiden said, you know, it, it makes me curious in that regard, like what's that kind of team going to look like where you just have, you don't have an elite number one anymore, but you have a bunch of other guys, you know, and as we saw last year, the way Dak was targeting players, it's, you know, he kind of likes to spread it around and it wasn't, we weren't getting good value for Amari Cooper anyway. So, you know, I guess we'll see what it's going to you know turn out to be. My dog is in the background, really upset. Uh, big Amari fan, um, you know, little bears. Um, so it's, it's either that or the FedEx truck outside. I, I, I lean towards the Amari thing. Um, Aiden, so now we're in this situation um, that, that the Cowboys have completely and totally, you know, put upon themselves you know we, we don't want to hear jerry jones or stephen jones uh in mid-november when they've put up 13 points and a loss to the giants uh about how they don't have the the skill position players to kind of make moves happen um so so in that sense though they, they are changing something and that was something that jerry kind of intimated was was on the horizon that last year wasn't enough they wanted to change we didn't really see any change as far as the coaching staff was concerned they returned to both kellen moore uh to many people's you know uh chagrin and to, and dan quinn which was a really really pleasant surprise uh, so no changes to the coaching staff on friday as mentioned they cut greg Zerline. uh they injured wave blake jarwin he may return he's probably going to miss the start of the season anyway with his unique hip injury there was clearly you know and i think we all agree everybody who who pays any attention to this uh has seen there was clearly some sort of call it a vendetta if you want but but some some very specific reason that the cowboys wanted to move on from amari cooper because they could have kept him they could have restructured him he's still extremely young but they wanted to move on from him is is there some bone that you can throw the Cowboys in saying, you know what, we maybe it's possible, I'm not saying this, but maybe it is possible the Cowboys have identified some reason that they don't want Amari Cooper on their team, specifically at the price point that he was at, and that's why they're moving on. No, I mean, this is... <laughs> it's not even like a one, it, it doesn't exist in the world of all finite possibilities, I mean... I mean, maybe the other two can answer better, but what has Amari done that, like, you perceive to be negative. He is always, he's never really complained. He's always been a leader. He's always been a receiver that just puts his head down. I've never seen a receiver celebrate less than Amari just because he's doing his job. It's just playing and play out. He's playing through injuries. So it's like, I mean, what can you get mad at the guy for? Maybe I think the Joneses are confusing getting mad at Kellen Moore with getting mad at Amari. Just because he didn't put up these numbers does not mean that it's Amari's fault. He was still very, very solid in 2021, and that's not his fault. 
Yeah, that was the you know as as this onion started to unravel all the layers of it, the you know the reporting, the the leaking that was coming out was that the Cowboys expected Amari to take a step in 2021, Tony, and cement himself as this top wide receiver, but the targets weren't there. And and on the one hand, you know if you're not going to treat him like a 20 million dollar wide receiver, they don't pay him like a 20 million dollar receiver, so you get rid of him. The problem is he's on a 20 million dollar wide receiver contract, so. Is there some part of you that respects that? Like, like it's dumb. Don't get me wrong, Tony. But is there some party that says, okay, if you're not going to use him at that price point, then he cannot be there for that price point. You should use him at that. That's the best option. That's the best choice you can make here. But the second best choice, again, in a stupid world, which is where we're living here, move on from him because you're not going to use him that way anyway. I mean, if Tony, you can have like a, a Hummer, right? Hummer's a cool looking car. But if, if you're not going to be going off-roading every single week, like what's it going to be doing sitting in your garage, especially with gas prices the way they are today? <laughs> you know, looking at the Amari Cooper situation, I, they're not where they were at the point where they brought him in. When they brought him in, they had a wide receiver by committee that just wasn't working. It was detriment to Dak Prescott's development. They brought Amari Cooper in, and he was really um, a bright spot in this offense. But if you're saying that you're going to pay this man $20 million and he needs to have $20 million receiver production, well, then you're going to talk to Dak Prescott, and I don't want that conversation to take place. I don't want Amari... Amari Cooper to get force fed just for the sake of dollar figures. I want Dak Prescott to hit the open receiver. I want everybody to understand that there's one football and yes, there's CD lamb, there's Dalton Schultz, there's Michael Gallup, there's Cedric Wilson. There are guys that need to get their touches. And at the, in the grand scheme of the thing, the whole thing in the situation is, is Dak Prescott, you know, better or worse off for trying to feed Amari Cooper based on price tag. Now, if you're telling me that you want to divvy up that $16 million pie to bring more weapons, to be deeper, you know, offensively around the, across the board, maybe get some offensive line help, then okay, we can have a conversation, but I don't want to do addition by subtraction because I don't think Amari Cooper warranted that type of, uh, that type of action there. Dan, um, I don't think anybody thinks, I know you're not saying this to anybody. I don't think anybody thinks this is addition by subtraction. This is purely subtraction. We're all, you know, mathematically in alignment here. Um, so if we if we qualify this, Dan, as, again, mathematically, however you want to, two steps back for the Cowboys. They've taken two steps back as a football team today. They are two steps worse than they were on Saturday morning. What is necessary to get back to the status quo and then get in front of where they were when this offseason began? You know that's that's a great question, and I uh, I really don't think we fully understand just how much of a subtraction this is because we've never seen C.D. Lamb as the number one. You know, his his two years in Dallas has been with Amari on the other side, so I mean, we don't know what that's going to look like. And you know, Aiden was talking about like maybe it's they're blaming Amari for Kellen Moore. What I'm worried about is they could be blaming Amari for for Dak, and mm. you know, with uh. Because, I mean, Cooper's a good receiver. And, you know, we've seen enough football to, to know that I don't think there's – I don't personally believe that there's any decline in his separating ability. So for the Cowboys to be thinking all of a sudden that they can get by without him, it makes me a little bit worried that they may have misevaluated things, similar to what they did when, you know, they went into what was the 2018 pre-Mari um you know, right and that after was, they cut and Dez was, and signed Alan Hearns and Deontay Thompson, and yeah, that was that was a terrible misstep, you know, on their part. And I mean, but maybe they have plans. Like they look at the the layout of the draft and they see all these, you know, top, you know, good receivers that, you know, someone's going to be there at twenty four. I mean, you know, if you, if you get someone like a Chris Olave or something that at twenty four, another 
you know, route running specialist that you can come in there that's super cheap. Maybe they're thinking along those lines. I don't know what they're thinking. Uh, it worries me because Amari is just not players of his caliber just aren't readily available. And I just, I don't know. I think they may have misstepped on this one. Um, it does kind of feel like they're they're trying to be the smartest people in the room um, and and overthinking the situation. Aiden, um, first of all, thank you to Vance Williams for the super chat. Uh, very much appreciate everybody who takes the time to hang out with us. Vance asked this question. We're going to put it to you, and we'll all answer it. Are these moves viewed differently if this is what the guy played by Kevin James in a movie wants? This was a perfect question for you, Aiden. You actually watched Home Team uh, with <laughs> Kevin James, like one of like eight people in America to, to sit down and devote two hours to it. Uh, but in case anybody doesn't understand vance is asking um if we look at this move differently if we feel differently if if this is what sean payton wants if sean payton is knowing uh the dallas cowboys aiden and he is telling them get rid of him now i want this salary cap space i haven't had that with new orleans some sort of you know combination of those words uh are you happy about that are you willing to trust sean payton that much in 2023 aiden assuming that that is the case i just I mean, maybe if that's, I just don't, I can't envision a world where this is what Sean Payton wants, because here's what we know about Sean Payton over these last few years. He loved force feeding Michael Thomas. And if you ask me what's one player on the 2021 Cowboys roster who is most similar to Michael Thomas, it's Amari Cooper. It's a solid route runner who gets open and just is a reliable target. And on the other hand, it's weird that this it, to think that this is a move for 2023 because the calories, the salary cap is going to explode in 2023. So it's like, if if you're gonna if you want to trade a player and build up capital for 2023, at the very minimum, do it halfway through 2022 when a star receiver gets injured and teams are desperate for a receiver, and that's when you can maximize the value. Not halfway after the off, halfway through the off season when you've been saying Amari Cooper's gone and his value is just. At, at, at its floor like what we're seeing now uh tony i'll ask you because you're the person who's most um like if the cowboys signed bobby wagner on sunday hypothetically you're the first person to be like all right we're winning the super bowl like you would come back the hardest the fastest among anybody um so that being said if you knew that this is what sean payton wanted would you feel would you feel better I mean, even if it's not that you would feel good would you feel better no because i don't love the, i don't love the idea of making chess piece moves for a coach who isn't here, who isn't guaranteed to be here. And on top of that, you're almost kind of punting on another year of Dak Prescott's prime. I want to win now, and I want to do what's best for this team who just came off 12 wins, playoff team, who obviously underachieved at 12 wins, and I want to go all in with this team. This team's across the board in this league making big-time moves to go win now. I'm not thinking about 2023. I want to win in 2022. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. 
Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Dan, I'll change the question um, for you and ask an entirely different one. We all know the history of the Dallas Cowboys for the last quarter century. We all know that they haven't had repeat playoff seasons since 2006 and 2007. Those weren't even repeat division championship seasons. They should have won the division in 2006. Uh, we can relitigate that thing later. Uh, incidentally, it was John Kitna who actually helped the development of Dak Prescott, who played a role uh, in them losing that particular um, you know set of hats and t-shirts. But that being said, Dan, we know that they generally tend to crater after they have just a modicum of success. The cratering has begun. Like, like if you look at seasons where the Cowboys tried to repeat as division champions, again, in recent memory, so we're talking 2008, we're talking 2010, we're talking about 2015, 2017, all of those teams were awesome on paper. All of those teams we looked at and said, okay, this team won the division last year, they loaded up, they added X, they drafted Y, they are going to be even better. This is the first time, I think, in that you know kind of weird stretch where they have already immediately worsened their roster. And so it's difficult to trust them. They, I mean, they don't have our, the benefit of our doubt. Right. And I think that points to just, you know, the organization in general and, you know, that they're always trying to do things. And I think that's one thing we have to be, you know, tip our hat towards, you know, Jerry and, and Steven is they always are trying. They're all, they always, they're always doing things. They're not sitting on their hands by any means. Um, but sometimes they're trying, I don't want to say too hard because that's doesn't sound like a thing, but you know, they're just, they, they get too cute or they're just, uh, they overthink things. And I, I don't really understand what they're doing this off season. I mean, the Cowboys have a good team and you know they have a up, you know, a defense that's improving and, we have to feel like if uh, the offense can just stay healthy, that that's going to be great again. So it's like, you don't really need to shake things up too much to, you know, get yourself right back where you were, but yet they're shaking things like crazy. And I, I don't know. I, I, I can't fully understand it. It seems like they are just going for quantity versus quality. Mm. And I, I, you know, I hope it works. <laughs> Uh, DJ Dog 31 asking a question for anyone who's with us live. Uh, the, the question, did the Cowboys get an extra six-time pick or swap positions with the Browns in the six? It is the latter. The Cowboys only received, in, t- in terms of additional um, variables or, or you know quantities here, uh, the Browns' fifth-round pick. They sent their sixth in exchange for Cleveland's six. So it was a pick swap in the sixth round. Um, Aiden, this is not a fun um point um so sorry uh but musa says this uh on the youtube side of our chat we are failing Dak almost the way we did tony and i still haven't gotten over the end of tony's era do deserve so much more again we could sit here for hours and pontificate about how the cowboys failed tony romo um and i just tweeted this out actually while we're live aiden how the cowboys are really kind of screwing over mike mccarthy and they've really you know put him in this awful compromising position where he has to have success he has to win this season etc 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 and now they've traded away amari cooper Dak is in that same boat like just because Dak got paid and, and people like Dak more doesn't doesn't mean he's any less in that same boat. Dak's career is on the line. He's got the same playoff record as Tony Romo. He's starting to, again, be put in this like choker, you know, mold. Some of that stuff is dumb. But how is this helping the most important player on your team? It's not. And I think the most common result that's going to be out of this is going to be like Cowboys take a receiver in like the first or the second round. It's already kind of been happening since we knew either Gallup or Cooper is leaving. And it's just like you have so many other needs that I mean, I don't want us to take a receiver in the first or second round, but you've almost got it to the point where like that's the only way that Dak can 
even somewhat benefit from this. And also, didn't we hear that Dak was supposed to be helping with the moves this offseason, that he was going to have a say? Like, there's no way that Dak wanted this. So this, outside of just his development, this com- this almost feels just like a slap in the face to Dak saying, like, okay, we're moving on from Cooper because you couldn't do it with him. Like, I don't know. Um, Tony, Shane Davis says on YouTube, unpopular opinion here, but I can get behind tearing down the O if they improve the D more. The O hasn't carried them anywhere. My response to that, Shane, would be that defense – of success in the NFL is the hardest thing to stick year over year. I mean, offensive success is the much more consistent thing. If you are going to build off of one thing in the NFL, you want it to be the offensive side of the ball. But that being said, this is not the only move that they are attempting to, you know, quote unquote, tear down the roster with Tony. They're also talking about today, uh, a few hours before the Amari Cooper trade finally happened. There were reports that the Dallas Cowboys gave Lyle Collins permission to seek a trade himself. They may wind up cutting him. So you're talking about now two starters who you might move on from at the very least, uh, uh, before free agency officially begins, if they cut Lyell or trade him before uh, the new league year begins. Last season, they did return all of their intended offensive starters from 2020. Again, Lyell obviously didn't play um, at all throughout that season. But I mean, this this is a lot of this is a lot of shakeup to happen. It's some important positions. You're talking about maybe right tackle and certainly wide receiver one. Do you do you trust that kind? This is not a team, Tony, that again has earned the benefit of the doubt to to be able to trust to tear down and rebuild in a one fell swoop of an offseason. It's kind of crazy to think that this team, the way we viewed the wide receiver room going into this last season to what it looks like now, wide receiver looked like a, a you know, an embarrassment of riches. And now it's a, a top 100 pick almost lock need at this point. And then you're looking at the offensive line and offensive tackles. You know, I'm related to one of them that played in the NFL. They, they don't grow on trees. It's really hard to find quality offensive linemen, quality offensive tackles. Teams must be, you know, once they get the green light to speak to Lyle Collins, teams must be banging down the door to see what they can get, especially if they think they can get him for a fifth or a sixth like they got from Amari Cooper. So, yes, I mean, if you, if you love Terrence Steele and you think Terrence Steele is going to be able to be that right tackle – totally fine but look at the the depth as a whole now we're creating needs this team already had enough needs and they were already going to take offense and line this draft and they were probably already going to take some offense on um, a uh, wide receivers you know fairly early in this situation but i don't love the idea of two really important positions in the nfl and some of these positions you pay high valued money and that's why these guys are moving on because they've gotten that money i don't love the idea of creating needs when you already have so many of them Dan, do you agree that the Cowboys already had a bit of a leaky ship and then shot some more holes in it this offseason so far? Well, the Amari one is a big hole to me. Um, I, I have, I'm not disappointed with everything they've done, with, with the exception of Cooper. I mean, all the, all the talk worries me. Like, if we lose Lawrence, then I'm gonna, you know, this is just going to be just a repeat. I'll feel equally uh, sick to my stomach with that. I'm not the. the Lyle Collins things doesn't doesn't worry me at all. I don't have the same views as a, a lot of people have with uh, terms of what he gives us for what he costs in relation to Terrence Steele. I think the Cowboys need to be a responsible enough organization to be able to find depth at a lower cost. They don't, we don't need three starting tackles. Um, I know it's nice to have, and, and in past seasons, we actually do need three starting tackles, but the Cowboys... You know, if they're not, if you're not going to start Lyle Collins, and if you got a, a another player that's equally close to him, then I, I don't want to be paying ten million for that. There, there's so many other things they can do with that money. So, the Collins trade thing, I'm all for it. I hope, of course, seeing what they got for Cooper, I don't know what they're going to get. Maybe like a ninth rounder for for uh, 
for Collins, I don't know. So, um, but I have no issue with that move. And the other things they they're doing too, like Schultz tagging, wasn't expecting it, but I know his value to the team. Happy with that. I don't call that a hole at all. Um, and I never, I'm never against uh, keeping good football players. So I guess I don't know. <sighs> Shooting holes. I just think the Cooper one it, it might be a little bit uh, tough to keep afloat than uh, you know some people may realize. And I want to come back to uh, a question I asked you a little while ago, asking about one percent. You know, are, is it possible the Cowboys are the exception? And I think that's kind of what they're sort of banking on. I don't know if you agree. Uh, lavish. I hope it's lavish. Maybe it's lavish. Who knows? Uh, on YouTube says, good luck Cowboys finding a needle in a haystack in the fifth and sixth round. It does kind of feel like that's what they're doing. Like it, it, it kind of feels like there's this level of, you know, call it narcissism, call it arrogance, call it confidence if you want, that they believe we can move on from Amari. We can do this. We know how to do this. We, we, we can, we can, it, it's not stumbling to us. It's purposeful planning and execution. Um, that seems like a really flawed way to strategize and operate at a level this high when it comes to quality among the rest of the NFL. Yeah. I mean, this deal, like we'll see the six for a fifth and six. Don't get it. This deal for the Cowboys is exclusively to clear up cap room because I mean, Dan, you sent a great tweet out before we got on live, but do you guys know the last uh, fifth round pick who started an entire season or who was a starter for a season like listed as the starter for the Cowboys last fifth round pick for the Cowboys. So Dan, so Dan you know, the answer, obviously I'm assuming based on your tweet, the best, the best one I could find was Joseph Randall. That, that was going to be my guess. Cause he was the starting running back. The but. correct answer is Orlando Scandrick, like oh listed gosh. on the depth chart as a starter. How many, how many fifth rounders? 2008. Is that 2008, 2008. Oh. How many fifth rounders have made the pro bowl since Jerry entered as the GM? Just any Pro Bowl, any fifth rounder. On the Cowboys or any on the Cowboys. Any, on the um, Cowboys. I don't think there's a single one. I can't think of the, one. The answer is zero. This isn't a this isn't a pick. This or yeah, this trade isn't to get a fifth rounder out of hopes that, yeah, that fifth rounder is good capital. Because the Cowboys are not at least if we're looking at history, they're not gonna do anything with the pick. This trade is exclusively to clear up cap space and that's just even more depressing well it is depressing but tony again forever the optimist is there is there any kind of credit that you can give them if because their goal was get rid of this contract that was like if, if we put it in a vacuum that was the goal as far as moving on from ari cooper they accomplished that they did get a team to completely take away his contract they did get something in return they did not have to cut amari again if, with the lowest of bars, that is a win. If that's what they're looking to do, then they did it. Congrats. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, they were able to to unload his contract and, and get a fifth-round pick that might start a game for us. So, yeah, that was a good job. <laughs> um, okay, so I would like to ask each of you, and if you're with us live, um, I would like you to participate along. If, if you're fine, if you're, if you're okay, if you're comfortable doing so, it's up to you. You know, sometimes using the keyboard can be a bit taxing. Uh, if you're watching or listening later, you can, you know, tweet at us. Tony is on Twitter at Tony underscore Catalina. Dan is at Danny Phantom 24. Aiden is at Aiden 1214. I am at Joa. Uh Tony, we'll start with you. Your level of trust in the Cowboys, 1 to 10, was what before the Amari Cooper trade and is what now? It was four, and now it's it's uh, a shaky two. I mean, I would love to absolutely come on another roundtable and, and 
100% tell everybody I was wrong. I underestimated them. They made all the correct moves. Egg on my face. I'll even crack an egg on my head right here on this show if they make some great moves, and I'll let you all judge that. But I'm sitting here and saying, what have they done to prove to us that we can trust what they're going to do? I mean, ultimately, yes, they cleared $16 million in cap space from Mark Cooper. They value Lyle Collins and Terrence Steele equally, so might as well unload that contract as well. What's that mean now? What are they going to do? And if it's for nothing, if it's just to sit on it, um, it's the trust there. It's just not there. That's what I think ultimately they're going to end up doing. A four, and now a shaky two is what Tony says. Denise Snyder, Dan, says three, now a one. Uh, where are you at? Yeah, I'm not so pessimistic about it. Because, um, you know, in terms of roster building, I, I still view this team as, as doing pretty good. I, you know, I, I like the way they – they handle certain things and i would say that heading in prior i, I was sitting at an eight and i've dropped wow. a couple spots i've dropped a couple spots um you know just like tony but uh, so i'm at a six now yeah i mean i i don't i can't really complain about a lot of the things they do i mean there are things they do that i can't complain about but there's a lot of things they do especially compared to other organizations that i really like so i'm not going to be too down on it i i want to see how things play out before i'm just like start uh you know lighting the torches but yeah i am that's yeah eight to two Aiden, the Cowboys traded away Amari Cooper on Saturday and still at the end of this week are by far and away the best team in the NFC East. And a big reason for that is the Washington Commanders traded for Carson Wentz uh, this week and actually paid more um, than Dallas had, you know, let Amari Cooper go for, which is really strange to consider uh, the area that we live in. But Musa says six. That's that's what Musa was at. Says DQ helps. uh, And now around four will win the division. Um, So again, I mean, I think we all do believe that Dallas can win the NFC East rather handily. Uh, but what, what are your numbers? Aiden? I'm I, before this trade, I was in the same boat as Dan, where I did feel like all the rumors and all the drama was getting old, but in terms of the actual moves that they were making, I actually agreed with all the moves up to like, I guess an hour ago. So I was at like a five. Now I've dropped to like a two because now what I'm realizing is that, oh no, some of those rumors, some of this drama that was bubbling up, it's actually true. It's not like, it's not all smoke. They're actually willing to make these dumb decisions. And so five to two. I think I was at a five. Uh, I'm kind of with you, Dan and Aiden. Like there is a level of trust. I trust Will McClay. I, I trust, you know, the Cowboy Scouts to, to find them some talent um, in, in a month and a half. I haven't moved. I mean, because and maybe maybe I'm leaning on the like wording of the question, but like to your point, Aiden, like this was kind of, the writing for this was on the wall. Like this didn't just like boom out of nowhere. Whoa, the Cowboys were thinking about trading Amari Cooper. No, because they they don't lurk in silence. They they're not ninjas. They're super loud. You know what I mean? Like everything they do, they talk about. And so we we had a, a week and a half now to kind of get used to this idea. It's just now final is really all it is. And uh, they did manage to at least get something again as opposed to cutting him. So um, I don't know. Let's let's. Get some closing thoughts, though, Tony. Um, I, I know we just kind of, you know, established baselines as far as where we're at, but um, we'll, we'll put it like this: What do the Dallas Cowboys have to do as free agency starts and arrives this coming week to impress you, or to prove themselves, or however you want to put that? What do the Dallas Cowboys have to do in the next five, six days? Well, you know, ultimately they got rid of Amari Cooper for the money. We keep leaning on the fact they got $16 million for doing so. I want to see them be a little more proactive. And I know Dan says it's a fool's errand to believe that's going to happen because, you know, they haven't shown us 
to be able to do that. I don't necessarily think they need to go and get a wide receiver to, to you know, to cover up for Amari Cooper in free agency outside of Michael Gallup because that looks like all reports are like that's close or it may happen. Um, but I'm okay with waiting for the draft in that instance. But go be proactive for defense. Go get Dan Quinn some guys to help on the defensive side of the ball. Um, just show us that you're you're you are ready to make that push. Tell us you're not going to mail in another year of uh, Dak Prescott's career, uh, a year that, you know, is coming off a 12-5 season where he looked like an early season MVP candidate and some things changed. I still believe that this team has talent. I don't love the idea that they're, they're getting rid of some of these cornerstone pieces or guys that have really helped them kind of establish that reputation a little bit. But at the same time, I need them to show aggressiveness, and I need that to happen as soon as free agency starts. Dan, what do you need to see? No, I don't want. I don't want to see any aggressiveness. I, you know, I want to. I want to see a rerun. I want them to turn around and do exactly what they did last year, and you know, take free agency to value town and just uh, keep adding depth and oh, and finding all these good value. Hey, I'm sorry, this is where I'm at. Um, and, but what I don't want to do is I don't want to see them get rid of Demarcus Lawrence. So you know, I mean, RJ, you spoke like you know, you see, we've seen it coming, and you're right. But maybe some of us is like not wanting to believe that there's fire with this smoke. Sure. And, uh, so, so I don't know. I mean, are we going to lose to Marcus Lawrence? Because there's a lot of smoke there too. Um, so th- that would make me really sad, but as far as the Cowboys, I just want them to just keep doing what they do and free agency. I'd love to see J Ron curse come back. I'd like to see certain players, you know, fill gaps, you know, in, that they, in spots that they need. I, I wouldn't mind seeing, um, uh, defensive tackle. Um, I forget. Brent Urban, Carlos Watkins, Watkins, uh, Watkins. I like to see him return, um, and then just then focus on the draft and do what they do best, and that's that's what I want to see. I, I don't want to see any, anything splashy. We don't need to be doing that because remember everyone's excited about it when it happens, and then we're laughing at him, you know, later. So I don't want to be laughed at. I mean, we're laughed at enough. Okay, Aiden. So we have two polar extremes here. It's like your classic like Instagram text post here. Like, would you rather have a night on the town all dressed up or a night at home with Netflix and popcorn? That's Tony and Dan. Uh, what what side do you fall on? What do you want to see the Cowboys do in the coming days? In this analogy, I guess I want to spend an hour out on the town and then want to come back and watch TV. Because here's what <laughs> I want. Here's what I want. I I completely agree. I'd like us to sign some of these key free agents. Specific Gallup now almost seems like a given Gallup has to be brought back and then maybe somebody like curse or i mean i guess somebody like curse some like a guy that like two solid players that you know are going to be good for the team next year and then i'd say instead of the splashy move being bobby wagner what if we spin on like ryan jensen everybody's always everybody's throwing out the von miller everybody's throwing out the bobby wagner but once again, the defense wasn't the problem last year. What if we spend a lot of money on an offensive lineman? That's that honestly, if we could get a guy like Jensen, which I don't think is going to happen, but adding a really solid offensive lineman, I think would be pretty nice. Um, since nobody asked, I'll go ahead and offer what I would like to see. Um, I would like to see Dan, you mentioned that I mentioned it. So this is kind of like the double mention. Shut the hell up, Cowboys. Like shut up i do not want to see things coming from a mile away that is what i've been saying anytime i ask you guys this on any round table like what do you want to see my answer has always been the same and you know what is kind of stupid about this like again i i i, I agree with myself on the one hand that okay you got something for amari you made the decision for whatever dumb reason you want to move on you got something for him good job congratulations like tony said but you moved on from amari 
before you locked up Gallup long term. So we are now in the 11th hour with Michael Gallup, where free agency is about to approach. The legal tampering period is about to begin on Monday. And Michael Gallup's a free agent to be. And you mentioned it, Aiden, like Michael Gallup has now really like that is cemented that he is at the top of your priority list because you need him back with Amari Cooper gone. Why would you do this now? Why wouldn't you wait until you have Michael Gallup locked up? Because if the, if the four of us, if our job is to get as much money as possible for Michael Gallup and we had an offer on the table, are we not now like upping that offer? Like, is are, are any one of you disagreeing with that? Like, why, why would we sit and chill when we just got more leverage? I don't want to see any kind of talk or chatter or reports or leaks or news or rumors or whatever. I want you to just shut up and work. That is my one thing. I think first off, I thought, I thought our, our, uh, our suggestions had to be realistic and I don't think that, you, <laughs> that, that qualifies there. Uh, I will say this with Gallup. I, I feel like they have that locked up. I, I feel like they've got everything they need. They're, they're real close. They have to. So I feel like they, they've gotten where they need with Gallup. So I don't think that they're going to be like all of a sudden Gallup's agent is going to be, well, I want 15 million a year now because Amari's gone. So I I feel like that's probably already a done deal. But yeah, the, the Cowboys, we're, this is never going to stop RJ. We're always going to hear about what they're doing. I mean, it's, it's fun and it's frustrating and it's, you know, but, I don't know. I just, yeah, I think you're asking too much. Well, you know, that is my right. Um, the Dallas Cowboys traded Amari Cooper for a fifth and sixth round pick. They also gave away a sixth round pick. So a pick swap in the sixth round. They now have a brand new fifth round pick. Tony, um, if a fifth round pick was a, um, a free meal to a restaurant, what would it be? What restaurant? It'd be, <laughs> it's a good, it'd be Panda Express. Dude, the panda disrespect. Oh, my gosh. That's – wow. I was going to say – You're going to say, gonna say the, the coupon was going to be half off a burger to McDonald's. Yeah, like seriously, Tony. I mean, give panda some love. I mean, geez, that was really unfair to panda well, you can express. Get you can get it at the food court. It's not hard to find. That makes it awesome. Like it's accessible. <laughs> I actually think to stick with Aiden's analogy, I think it's the – um. Um, you remember the Monopoly game that, that McDonald's used to have, which was a fraud? There's a great documentary about that, by the way. Yes. Um, but it's like when you would get the thing and it was like a free medium order of fries. Like it wasn't like anything cool. It was just a free like medium. Like, and like you're thinking like, when am I going to do that? Like, I ha- and then it's complicated. It's like I have to buy the burger and a drink and then get the fries. And then it like costs basically the same as a meal. It's just it's stupid and it's dumb. Um, Ten points deducted from you, Tony, for a terrible analogy as far as what a fifth round pick would be. Um, sorry, everybody, that we had to do this on the weekend. Uh, we hope your weekend plans are going well. Dan, are you working around the house? Are you gardening? Um, what, what do you got going on this weekend? Uh, I have to go assemble something for my mom. So I saw you actually uh, post about this. I think it was on Facebook. You, you said you were oh, convinced yeah. that she buys things that need assembly, just so you will go over. Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and that's what I'm doing today. Uh, all right, Aiden, enjoy your hour out uh, with the general public before you return home uh, this evening. Thanks, everybody, for uh, stopping by to join us. Sorry that Amari Cooper is no longer a Dallas Cowboy. Um, good luck, Amari, in Cleveland. We'll see you all next time. Poor Amari Cooper. <laughs>